T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Dane. If you're living in Miami-Dade and you had some free time today, hopefully you got out to the beach. They finally opened them up. I've been here all day. I'm going to be here all week, but Saturday I'm off. So rain or shine, I'm lying. If there's shine, I will be hitting up the beach and beach bumming it. Going to bum it with the Joe Rose Show in a couple of minutes. They're talking to Jesse Eisenberg. He and his team recently picked the Franchise 5, basically the top five players from each franchise in the NFL. Controversy is all I can say. Also, the Dan Levitard Show, talking to MMA legend Daniel Cormier and Hawk and Crowder. They are counting down the days to sports. Right now, let's get into the headlines, though. The Marlins hold the third overall pick in tonight's MLB draft. There will be five rounds in total. The new NFL Collective Bargaining Agreement will bring a uniform return for teams to training camp 47 or 48 days before the season kicks off. Pro Football Focus gives the Dolphins the best chance in the NFL to go from worst to first this season. Kickoff is September 13th in New England. Inter-Miami CF looks to gain their first win as a franchise July 8th when the MLS season tournament resumes in Orlando. No opponent has been named yet. The Panthers return to the ice for practice. The NHL postseason tournament dates and locations have yet to be released. Sports analyst Chris Broussard says he believes the Heat and Warriors have the best chance of landing free agent MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo this offseason. The NBA restart is scheduled for July 31st. And now, after a long day, let's take a step into the day spa. After guzzling two bubble teas a day for an entire month, a girl in China fell into a diabetic coma. When she gets out of that coma, she's going to lose her leg. Five-year-old has hit a hole-in-one at the bridges at Spring Tree Golf Club in Sunrise. That officially makes him a 10 times better golfer than I am. A grandmother in Europe has quit her day job after realizing she can make more posting saucy pictures online. Who talked her into doing this? Her daughter! Ooh, double hot messes of the day. 24-year-old mom of four recently traumatized her kids when she told them that she never wanted them. Wait, 24 with four kids and she didn't want them? I know why her kids are upset. Their mom's a liar. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, rainy with temperatures around 80. Nowadays, with limited sports... Oh, people are making those lists. The best of, the worst of, the greatest. Moments, players, 
history. Well, Joe Rose Show this morning. They were joined by Jamie Eisenberg. He's talking Franchise 5. Who made the Franchise 5 for the Dolphins and beyond? Also, the controversy. Thurman Thomas over OJ and Johnny Yu over Peyton Manning. Listen, the uh, Franchise 5, we've been talking about it for a couple weeks. When the San Francisco one came out uh, a couple weeks back, that's what really sparked the conversation here. I love the fact that this came out. But before we get to what the one on CBS Sports was and then when the one you brought out there, how hard was this to put together five guys, especially from a team that you know pretty well down here, the Miami Dolphins, and other teams around the league, how hard is it to put that five together without some sort of debate, at least on one, two, or all five of those guys? Well, I, I think you know some teams are, are, are particularly easy easy for the two spots that we were required to fill quarterback and coach and Miami is obviously the easiest one you know right, right. one of the easiest ones to do when, when you have Don Shula and, and Dan Marino and what they meant to the franchise for Miami and, and obviously you know the, the memories that have been talked about recently with, with Don Shula's passing so um, it was it was certainly an easy uh, quarterback and, and coach uh, decision the other three spots you know you can certainly debate um, and that was I think the hard part you know without getting into the, the three guys from Miami but you know there were uh, probably five to six guys I think that I that I you know put on the list of could fill those three spots. You know, got some pushback from some colleagues, obviously, because that's what we do. Um, you know, so it's just one of those things where you try and look at uh, you know some of the franchises. I was part of the AFC East conversation. You know, I think the Jets one in particular. Uh, you could debate uh, Joe Klecko or Marty Lyons and, and Mark Gaston over uh, let's say Don Maynard. You know, who made the list, but you know Darrell Revis, you know Joe Namath, Don Eubanks, or, or Weave Eubanks. I was going to say Don Eubanks, <laughs> Weave Eubanks, and um, Curtis Martin. You know, those guys were, were pretty much easy to do for the Jets. It was you know really finding that that other spot. The Patriots had a lot of debate on on their guys, aside from Brady and, and Belichick, another you know easy coach quarterback decision. But you know Miami has a handful of guys that can fill those three spots, if not more. You know, depending on how far out you want to go, and it was uh, it was tough to fill those final three spots for the face of the franchise. Jamie, you guys did a good job, by the way, getting that that Jets thing. I I think you're right on Don Maynard made one of the greatest catches in the history of the franchise to, to set up one of their biggest wins that got him into the Super Bowl and and the big upset so I, I think Don Maynard for people to remember how good he was yeah I, I do not have only guy I have a problem with you got to put a Berkeley guy we had a chance to put Wesley Walker on there and nobody went Wesley Walker <laughs> but outside of that hey I, I I love the group and by the way I love your passion about Dwight I, I know you give him Larry Little and Dwight Stevenson uh some love it is kind of hard to get centers on there huh centers a little bit hard on these on these things because I always say this Dwight could be the best of any of those guys at his position you know how good he was from from your comments what did it get down what was the Nick Bonacani help me out on on Nick now Nick's passing he was a great player and it's not a shot at Nick for for the Nick Bonacani people but that one surprised me a little bit I'll tell you you know it it was tough it it really was you know I I think you look at you know kind of what the achievements of the guys that I chose and and, you know I, I guess uh, reveal them. You know, Larry Zonka, Dwight Stevenson, and, and Jason Taylor were the other three. And it came down to, uh, you know, what were their achievements individually as well as what they accomplished for the team. And so when you look at what they accomplished for the team, it's hard to keep Nick Bonacati off because, you know, winning two Super Bowls, he was one of the best players of his era at his position. You know, clearly the face of that defense, right. but it was the no-name defense for a reason. You know, and so I, I think it's it's one of those things where, you know, Jason Taylor, you know, in terms of just comparing defensive guys, uh, we all know what he accomplished. You know, that's something that's uh, hard to overlook, you know, 
when he has the most sacks of, of the time that he played and, and obviously a Hall of Famer as well. There probably is a little bit of recency bias to factor that in too. Um, I obviously never saw Nick Vodacani play. I, I covered Jason Taylor, you know, when I was at the Palm Beach Post. So, you know, that probably factors into it a little bit. But Dwight Stevenson, you know, being uh, the, the on, on the all-decade team for the 80s, played in two Super Bowls, obviously was the guy protecting Dan Marino up front and, and having all that uh, time together from, you know, Marino's early career. And then for Larry Zonka, you know, I, I think you can't leave anybody from that 72 team off. And for me, he's, you know, kind of the, uh, the face of that offense and, and what that style of play was and you know just looking at his his numbers leading the nfl and rushing in, in 71 and 72 uh, one of the more fun stats that i found was uh that 71 season only running back in the 70s to have a thousand yards and not fumble you know so uh a pretty impressive wow. you know number there just to, to attach to what, what uh, zonka did you know to me he's he kind of epitomizes what that team was uh, as great as Bonacotti was on the defensive side and Larry Little was in the offensive line. I think, you know, you look at that 70s team and I think everybody kind of remembers Zonk and for me, he was uh, he was the choice there for uh, to represent that group. Larry was too busy running everybody over. <laughs> he didn't have a chance to fumble and you're running people over. The other thing with, uh, with Nick and some other guys I thought was interesting and how it came into play, how do you divide up if, like, Nick played half or a little more than half his career and was a great, player for the Patriots like nobody's had more interceptions in middle linebacker than what Nick did with the Patriots how much is that, does that come into play for guys and how many years do you have to be with a franchise before you go well he's not really I mean he gave us two or three or four really good years but he's not really uh a Dolphin or a Patriot and Randy Moss or, or something like that. Yeah, that, that factored in for me with Paul Warfield. I mean, obviously, if you just look at Paul Warfield as a player, he's one of the greatest players to ever play for Miami, and he did great things with the Dolphins, but, you know, he, he did some great things with the Cleveland Browns, too. It's uh, that, that factored in a little bit. You know, I think you look at uh, Randy Moss as a great example. You know, we had one of our guys, Will Brinson, I know you, you talked to him a few times. Um, you know, I think he was having a little fun with it. He had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he put Tom Brady as the quarterback for their face of the franchise, you know, so... <laughs> More, I think, you know, to get some attention, but, you know, that's a team that doesn't have a quarterback that kind of jumps off the page, you know. I mean, obviously, Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl there, but Doug Williams, you know, he had good numbers, but he also had good numbers elsewhere. Same thing with Steve Young, so, you know, Will was having a little bit of fun putting Brady as the, as the quarterback. So, I, I think that takes into account, you know, where, where did he put up the majority of his production? Obviously, you know, if you're talking about uh, greatest coach of all time, Shula's got wins. He obviously has wins with another team. Uh, he's had success with another team. Obviously, his, his main success is with the Dolphins, but, you know, if you're factoring in when when I think we're going to wrap this all up and do the face of the NFL, is it going to be Shula or is it going to be Belichick? You know, that's going to be a fun conversation to have. Uh, who's the greatest coach of all time? I think most people would probably say Belichick at this point, but, you know, when you look at the uh, totality of Shula's career uh, pre-NFL as well, that factors into it also, you know, so taking guys that have had success at other places kind of hurts them a little bit, but at the same time, you know, when you look at just what they've done overall, it's, uh, it's hard to take those guys off those lists, like, again, Mike Bonacotti and, and Paul Warfield for me. I feel like if you bring up any of these teams and you start talking about a guy that should or shouldn't be on the list, you got to start it with no offense towards this guy, but this guy shouldn't be on there. When I see the Bills official one, when I see the, not, not the one that you guys did for CBS uh, HQ, but when I see the Bills official one, you see all the guys from those 90s teams uh, that went to the Super Bowls, which is probably, you know, Jim Kelly and Marv Levy, of course, just like Shula and Marino or Belichick and Brady, I would think that'd be it. And Bruce Smith, obvious choice to me. How did Thurman Thomas make it on the official list over 
over OJ Simpson to me. OJ is is probably a top five or top seven running back of all time. Thurman's really good, Hall of Famer. Like I said, no offense to Thurman Thomas, but on the official list, how does OJ not make it over Thurman? That surprised me. I'm sure there's probably some off-field situation that comes into it, and people don't <laughs> want to talk about OJ Simpson. You know, that was you I know Ryan much. Wilson did. Uh, well, I mean, it's the truth. You know, you know, Ryan Wilson right. put the list for us, and, and I think the person who was grading him said, you know, good job by putting OJ on there and over not overlooking what he did on the field because you know you just talk about him as a football player and right. he was amazing you talk about him as a person that's a different conversation but right. you know as, as what he accomplished for the buffalo bills if you're recognizing the faces of the franchise on field performances he's the best running back in buffalo bills history how close was adam vinatieri to making one of those five patriots i wonder i'll tell you what you know tyler sullivan who did the list for us for the patriots uh you know that's one thing he talked about it was uh and i think kind of you know what, what zach was alluding to a little bit with the, the 90s bills was to sort of take the recent success of the Patriots and not necessarily just throw all those guys on the list because you really could, and I think that's one thing that he did a nice job. You know, you referenced uh, what, what Don Maynard meant for the Jets. Uh, you know, he had Zach Hanna on there for the Patriots and sort of taking a look at what the previous, you know, previous, 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 you know, era of, of players were for that franchise in, in New England before they had all this uh, Super Bowl, you know, hoopla on success with, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And so, you know, Vinatieri could, could easily be on the list. You know, when you have a team like the Patriots, like the Dolphins, you know, teams that have such rich history, whether it's recent or, you know, a few decades ago, it's hard to keep people off the list. It's one of those things where if you're limited to five guys, you know, I think we cheated a little bit. You know, most, uh, as your buddy Mark Hoffman likes to do, you know, most people like to just do a Mount Rushmore and just put four people on. You know, we we, we, we did it with five, you know, so we we extended a little bit. You know, we had uh, some different rules to work with, you know, with a quarterback and a coach and then three other people, but it's really tough. It really is, you know, to keep Nick Bonacati off for the Dolphins, Zach Thomas, uh, Larry Little, Jim Kick, Mercury Morris, you know, um, for me, Mark Clayton, you know, he's a guy that I don't think gets the just deserve that he uh, that he should for what he did for for Marino as, as the best receiver there, Mark for as well, you know, so there's so many guys you can make a case for for every different franchise. I doubt uh, people were, were probably looking to put a kicker on there in Vinatieri, but he is, you know, arguably the best kicker of all time. Have you guys done the Cowboys yet? Have you? Have you done? I'm just thinking some of the teams that got great tradition have had like seems like just unbelievable players year in year out. How uh, have you done that team yet? Yeah, they did the NFC all last week. We're on the AFC this week, um, so I don't remember who did. Cowboys and how it came out, but I would yeah. imagine you, know, you probably got you know Aikman and or Staubach, uh, you know, as the quarterback, and, and obviously Emmett, you know, as the leading rusher. We have a fun one today uh, on CBS Sports HQ. It's the AFC South, and uh, our buddy, I know you're very familiar with Danny Cannell. Obviously, he has John Unitas over Peyton Manning for the Colts, and so that's going to be a fun one to debate. I was I was really shocked when I saw that one, but you know, from the feedback I got, you know, when I when I tweeted it out, was you got to factor in some of the postseason success that Unitas had comparatively to what Peyton Manning did uh, with the one Super Bowl in Indianapolis. Again, this is another player that has success elsewhere. Again, some recency bias for some younger people. Like, he, oh, he played for the Colts. Really? I don't. I don't know That's that. That's a but, good one. Um, I don't have a problem with Unitas uh, at all. I'm just thinking about that while you were as as an older man on the radio. I don't have a problem with that Unitas thing. I, I don't have a problem with Johnny U at all, man. Yeah, Peyton's Peyton. That, again, that's the fun that, of this. Right. That's the, the fun of this, and, and the debates that you can have. You know, again, it's, I got lucky with Marino and Shula. There's no debate there. You know, maybe you know, and I'm sure Dolphins fans would love to hear this. Maybe you know. 20 years from now, you're debating Tua versus Marino, who is the best quarterback for, we for hope this so. team. And, right. <laughs> right. We hope you're right. You know, but there's, you know, you're not talking about Ryan Tannehill and Jay Fiedler versus Dan Marino, you know, and as great right. as Bob Greasy right. was, he just didn't have the same success as a player. You know, his team success was amazing, but, you know, as a player, Marino is easily the best quarterback here, and obviously, Shula is the best coach. So, you know, United versus Peyton Manning is a fun conversation to have.
Um, again, I would have chosen Peyton Manning, but I see where you're coming from, Joe, that you know people would, would look at Johnny Unitas and don't remember how great he was. Joe, by the way, the franchise five for the Cowboys is Roger Staubach, Tom Landry, Emmett Smith, Larry Allen, and Lilly. Those are the five that made it. So Troy Aikman did not make the franchise five. For the no, Cowboys. he wasn't going over Roger. Right, I mean, right. Roger, no. That that wasn't going to happen. I, I, I agree. I, I get it. But they look at the Cowboys. How many guys made it from that, that group that had that great run with Michael and Emmett? Right. And, you know, they had a lot of good players on those teams. It's tough to do, man. And they had that great defensive line going back on all those. Oh, my God. Those would be uh, those would be tough to do, too. Listen, man, I got to give it to you guys. I like it. Uh, everybody's been trying to do catch stuff to get through these last couple of months but i just think the franchise five besides it kind of rhymes there I, I i like it it's been really fun and you had to have a quarterback it starts with you had to have a quarterback and a coach right and then pick the other three right yes quarterback coach and then pick the other three and, and again you know it's uh it's tough man it really is it's, it's easy when you have the coach and the quarterback kind of locked in but then those those other three guys are going to spark a lot of debates it was really tough to keep larry little and and, and bonacai especially zach thomas you know i, I hope he gets an all fame. i think he deserves it those three guys for me were the three that just missed the cut but you know i think when you look again at Bronco, at stevenson and, and, and jason taylor and what those three guys accomplished you know they're as good as anybody this, this team has ever had and, and, and certainly well deserved yeah. Have to admit, I am a sucker for lists. COVID-19 are not, can't get enough of them. In fact, right now I'm on MSN.com looking at the states with the most COVID-19 outbreaks. Just listen to them. Boom, 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 boom. So very good stuff right there from Jason Eisenberg. Always very good stuff from the Dan Lebitard Show. Sucker for them, too. 41 years old. Can you tell us the difference, uh, how it feels fighting at 41 versus at 31? They're going to be talking to MMA legend Daniel Cormier next on the Best of the Joe Show. Stop. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and on this day, Kim Deal was born 59 years ago. If you don't know who Kim Deal is, bassist for the Pixies who you are listening to right now. Where is my mind? Classic Pixies song right there. Kim Deal laying down the bass line for that. Well, let's hear it a little bit. If you listen to the Hawk and Crowder show, you know we bring on our very own Jay Fig for a daily movie review. Then we suggest movies for her to watch. Song from the Pixies, Where's My Mind? Very prominent at the end of the movie Fight Club, which is an all-time banger, not just song, but movie classic. Jay Fig reviewed it the other day, said, eh, she was okay with Fight Club. She didn't really know what to think. Okay. Okay. I can think for her. Pixies, Fight Club. Very, very, very good. We're going to get to the Hawk and Crowder show in just a few minutes. But first, Dan Levitard, he continues his beef with the UFC's Dana White. But he's not totally getting into that, although he kind of gets into it with MMA great Daniel Cormier. Talking about winning, losing, retiring, fighting at 41. Yeah, I can see where that might be a little tough. Cormier could be the greatest. And just keep talking. 
He is fighting Stipe August 15th, uh, and this one should be interesting. They fought a couple of times before. You made him a Brazilian soccer player that goes by one name? Stipe. Miocic. Uh, and uh, they fought a couple of times, and I think I could say your heart was broken in one of those fights, right? Because you felt like you had it. Yeah, I, I, you know, the first fight I, I, I beat him, I got a knockout. In the second fight, I got knocked out, but... It was it was awful, man. But it's good that now we get to fight that third time for the heavyweight championship of the world. The trilogy is always great, right? Like you know, uh, these big time fights where you get them on multiple occasions, especially when they're split. Yeah, man, very disappointed to lose that second fight, especially with the way that it started. I mean, I was way out ahead, and then um, kind of kind of gave it up. But we're trying to make the right corrections before we head into this third fight so that I can recapture the championship. Why might it be your last fight? It's always a time, right? Like, there's a time for everybody. And I told someone this last week, I said, if I had to build my way back into a championship fight, I couldn't do it. I'm 41 years old. I said, but to go right back into a title fight with the guy that isn't very young, himself, about to be 39, I can do that. You know, but to go back and fight some of these young guys, to work my way back up into a title, I, I, I understand that the door's closing. And um, these great champions can beat anybody on one night. Me to go finish this trilogy with Miocic and try to end on top. 41 years old. Can you tell us the difference, uh, how it feels fighting at 41 versus at 31? Oh, it's so different. At 31, I was just getting started. That's when I actually started fighting. But 32, 33, guys, I would get up in the morning. I would just jump off the bed and go do stuff. Now, it's a process. You know, I get up and I got to stretch before I go to bed. I have to sauna. I have. You should see my, my house now. I've got a sauna in my backyard. I've got a hyperbaric chamber in my All these things now just for recovery. He has just been a sterling, sterling example for this sport in every way. It's not like literally the only thing I think that you can criticize Daniel Cormier for is that you want to be entertained when the gladiators fight. And it's not aesthetically pleasing to watch him smother somebody because he is such an extraordinary. Uh, but the only thing standing between this guy and one of the great champions ever is Bones Jones, the greatest fighter I've ever seen. Your phone line was crapping out there, Daniel. So what is it that you were saying? I just said that I've got like a lot of recovery things. I've got a sauna in my backyard. I have a hyperbaric chamber in the garage. I just have all these new uh, recovery things because I have to make sure that my body doesn't break down as I'm getting ready for the fight. But that's really the only difference. I don't feel, I don't feel slower. I don't feel like I can't work as hard. I just feel like I need to really focus on the recovery when I'm done putting in the work. What hurts the most on your body? <laughs> my back. So I, I hurt, I wrestled my whole life since I was a kid and then fighting. So my back was all messed up and, and that was part of the reason, you know, part of the, the deal going into the second fight. I had back surgery in December of 2018 and so I wasn't necessarily healthy going into the last fight, but I feel much better now as I start this training camp. Where do you place yourself? I was just saying when your phone line crapped out that the only thing that's keeping you from being like one of the legacy champions in that sport, in my mind, is the fact that Bones Jones stood in your way on a couple of fights. Where do you place yourself? When you look back at your career, Daniel, you say, I put myself here in terms of what I accomplished. I just think that when you look at what I've done, came amongst the greatest fighters of all time. You know, I've won the light heavyweight champion twice. I've won the heavyweight championship. I had both of the belts at the same time. I was the first person to defend them both. 
there's just a lot of things. And, you know, I've lost three fights and I've lost twice to Jones and I lost to Miocic. But even when we look at where those guys stand in the history of the sport, looking back, these are the best fighters in the world. So I think what I think I would be listed amongst the greatest. But I do believe that once I'm not fighting anymore, it'll be easier for people to appreciate all that I did. We appreciate it now, even though I find myself more deeply disappointed in you generally than I have ever <laughs> been. Okay, like I, 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 I you can giggle all you want. It's infuriating. Okay, I'm, I'm with the people. I'm with the labor, and you go management. It is simply unacceptable to me. And worse than that, you are now countering my secret weapon, which you're going to teach him how to ground and pound. My secret weapon was going to be just laying on him, and you've ruined it. Hey, I'm sorry, Dan. I apologize, man. But listen, all I can hope for is health for both combat and that both come out on the opposite side. And Dan, listen, even when the fight's over, you don't have to stop talking. It doesn't matter what happens. We've seen guys win. We've seen guys lose. They don't stop talking. You can still keep talking. I'd prefer to just do the talking. Is that okay That's with what you? That's what Shale's on this sure. I am sure. I am sure, that, I'm sure that your broadcasting, your broadcasting <laughs> career has been much easier. Like, you don't need a hyperbaric chamber and all the stuff you need for recovery after talking. Hey, Dan, and actually, that's another thing, right? I'm starting to make some pretty good money calling fights now, so I'm like, Man. Of course you are, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to make some pretty good money calling these fights, you know, and I get in there, I get to wear nice suits, there's a craft table. There's no craft table when it's time to fight. All you do is sit down and wait in the back until it's time to fight somebody. I mean, so, that's just your career after is nice. That's why I got into the talking business instead of the fighting business. It's the craft table. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Good talking to you. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Got to agree right there. Much easier to be on the other side of the microphone. Ah, oh, that craft table. Dan Lebitard, though, still shouldn't be scared of Dana White. He talks a mean game. I would be scared of Daniel Cormier, though. That is a mean, mad mother hugger. He likes to hug mothers. Yeah, just leave it at that. Speaking of guys that hug moms, Hawkin Crowder. He has never been this specific in his entire career on this show. He speaks in generalities, doesn't care if anything is right or wrong. This, he found the need to get ultra-specific because we don't know the actual matchups yet. So Solana is sitting is sitting at the loser table with all of Major League Baseball. Getting specific about sports in five minutes on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, always on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Won't you please stalk me? Happy birthday to Florida's own singer Faith Evans, who we all remember back in the day, married to one Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, a.k.a. The Notorious B.I.G., Got to play a little bit of biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your ways just hypnotize me in the background. Happy birthday, Faith Evans. I don't know if you still live here in South Florida, but hopefully Big Four Seven is a big one for you. Pardon the pun, the expression, whatever you want to call it. Hawk and Crowder, they get it going every single weekday from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe What did they get into earlier today? Well, counting down the days to sports. 
Ooh, it's getting closer. Also, we're getting really, really specific. Also, driving to Vegas. And Solano will give you some headlines. Well, let me find out who my radio partner is today. Is Channing Crowder at the hospital and his wife delivering their third baby? Or is Crowder still with me? La 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 light skin wonder. <laughs> la 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 light skin. He's still here. Stubborn baby. Little crowd ain't coming out. He's holding on. He's grabbing holding her. on. He's hugging her bladder because she pees every four <laughs> seconds. It's your wife's birthday too, by the way. Happy birthday, Asia Crowder. Thank you so much. Would you uh, Would you want the new baby to share? A birthday with your wife? Financially, it would be advantageous for the next 18, but no, we, we talked about it. She, she wants him to have his own birthday. Right. Cut, yeah. and, uh, cut the cost of cakes into half. I, yeah. mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, if you can have a 36-year-old and a 2-year-old party together. You know, right. <laughs> the 7-8-year-old right. party is okay, Right. Right. 36 <laughs> and 2, it's a, it's a different demographic right. there. Well, no baby crowder yet. Yesterday's show with some days, and I'm going to do it again because now we've got more information. So, if my math is correct, the Miami Heat will take the court now in 51 days from today. Miami Heat will take the court in 51 days because the NBA season will resume in Orlando July 31st. Miami Hurricanes football team, they're going to take the field in 87 days because they host Temple at Hard Rock Stadium. Hard Rock, by the way, is opening Friday. Hard Rock uh, Guitar Hotel. Miami Dolphins take the field 95 days from now when they play the Patriots in New England. And now we know about Inter-Miami. MLS has made their announcement. Inter-Miami CF, I'm wearing my Inter-Miami t-shirt right now, by the way. Inter-Miami CF will take the pitch in 28 days in Orlando. They also are going to play in Orlando, and it's just 28 days away. Not necessarily true there, Hawk. I have to interject. Why? Because we don't know if Inter-Miami will be playing on the official start date. No, no, I understand that, and I, don't, and, I don't, and I don't know if the Heat are going to play on July 31st. I, I'm with you. It's When I say that they're going to play in you know the Heat 51 days, it might be 52 days, might be 53 days. So, yes, I understand. That's when the league starts it's possible they're not scheduled that day okay i'm with you i'm with right. you i just want to make sure the, we're, not, uh, uh, we're not giving out false information that's all. the only loser at the table besides alejandro solana who at this point decided to be so specific he had to interrupt my spiel he has never been this specific in his entire career on this show he speaks in generalities doesn't care if anything is right or wrong this he found the need to get ultra specific because we don't know the actual matchups yet so Solana is sitting is sitting at the loser table with all of Major League Baseball yeah y'all soccer fans are weird y'all take a funny pride in soccer it's just a sport so that's starting in 28 days. That is a uh, that is a quick little turnaround there. I've got some actual info. I'm sure Solano is going to talk about this in the headlines. But uh, Inter-Miami sent out a press release. They're set to resume their inaugural season with the MLS is Back Tournament at ESPN's Wide World of Sports Complex. And that will begin July 8th. 
The tournament, which will be played without fans in attendance, provides a compelling way for Major League Soccer to resume its 25th season with all 26 clubs. Group stage matches will count in MLS regular season standings, and the tournament winner will earn a spot in the CONCACAF Champions League. So that's a big deal, right, Solana? It is. It's uh, it's a- away from what they'd usually or previously done, which was the winner of the conference champion that didn't win one of the uh, continental tournaments would be going to the uh, Champions League. But instead, they're going to do um, what you just said, which is the winner will now play. So, in the con- we're, we're, the, the and we're going to have uh, Chris Whittingham join us tomorrow to get an actual better explanation than this because he is a, uh, a soccer head, much like um, Solana is a hip hop head. Uh, but we'll uh, <laughs> the Suge night. But it's pretty cool. So MLS, we know the start date. I've been told that NHL is going to announce their start date anytime now. We've got the start date for NBA. We know college football and pro football have their schedules out, and they're planning on doing it as uh, as planned. So it's still just Major League Baseball, the only league that cannot get it together when it comes to a resumption of play. So and I, well, I don't know what that means but it probably means everything we're thinking about Major League Baseball, right? Yes. They don't, they don't do it right. And you know what? They I don't like do it what, right. what Major League Soccer's doing where they're changing stuff. Like, this is an opportunity to try to see if something works. Everybody knows what happens. So if you have an idea of let's see let's see how this works and it adds more excitement to your fan base, I think MLS is doing it right. Yeah, and, you, and you've got some actual stakes because whoever wins the tournament. So now the tournament really means a lot because the winner goes on to the CONCACAF. And then I just saw something, too, before we went on the air that the NFL – is going to reduce the preseason from four games. I don't know to what, but they're going to reduce it. Looks like maybe to two games. Per NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, multiple team executives have been informed that they could play two preseason games instead of the scheduled four this year. A shorter preseason would allow for a longer ramp-up period for the teams, even if the players report to training camp a week or two earlier than usual, with an extra two weeks to develop game day protocols and testing preseason. I think the league would benefit from a short preseason anyway but this would uh this would make it official they just leave it honestly like from a player's perspective just we there don't need to be four just leave it at two and i don't care a damn what's going on next year leave it at two i hope they do that right two preseason games would be great they're going to add the one regular season game next season and uh they're adding more playoff teams this season and you know if you miss that uh i guess the interaction with another team then you just run joint practices to make up for the the two preseason games that uh that you would yeah. lose i i think the only guys that would argue that are what like real bubble guys guys that yeah. have a chance to maybe make a, a squad maybe not even the squad that they're currently on but do something in preseason game you know two or three that catches the eye or four that catches the eye of a of another personnel guy around the league yeah like remember neville hewitt you remember that name like a guy like that where he just he goes in the fourth preseason game he you could tell he's better than those guys i think neville's still in the league he's never gonna start anywhere but you're right you hit it you hit it on the head the the hardages and those young guys from last year yeah they never get a chance to be seen because if you have two preseason games your corner are going to be Byron Jones and Xavier Howard because you want to get those guys ready to play. So the third string cornerback, the fourth string guard, you hit it on the head, Hawk. That, that's the guys that are disadvantaged with less preseason games. And by the way, that's what's happened with Major League Baseball too. These minor leaguers, these guys that were signed to minor league contracts because the draft would go, you know, 30 rounds or whatever, all of a sudden I think only went like five or six rounds. So, you know, there are people that obviously uh, in all walks of life, not just, you know, retail.
sale or or uh, service industries that have been hit hard by this. But yeah, the uh, the athletes, the tertiary athletes that are trying to catch on, that's a very difficult time, obviously, for them. I uh, <laughs> I told you before the show started, my son, my son is 16 years old, turned 16 during the pandemic when everything was shut down. So he couldn't get his driver's license. Well, today, uh, they, they've been open, I guess, for like a week or so, the, the DMV. Today, he went and he got his driver's license. DJ is now an officially licensed driver by the state of Florida. And I said to him, well, if I was your age and just got my license, I would hop in my car and drive right to Vegas. I'll see you after the show. And put it in his head. Parenting you know. 101, huh? Great job. <laughs> <laughs> just put it in his head and see what happens I'm waiting to hear the car peel out from the, i uh, can't i can't what do you do you have like the find my iphone are you going to track him are you going to track his whereabouts yes i will oh, know okay. where he is and what he's doing at all times well, when until you see he him, wants until he wants me to not do that anymore when y'all when y'all find the car parked in the back of a public's parking lot just call <laughs> me i'll let you know what's happening yeah i got a pretty good idea <laughs> he's not actually stopping. actually when i park my car in the back of a public's parking lot it's usually to meet my bookie and either pick up or pay some money but i don't think that's gonna be his situation <laughs> text me a cell phone number i gotta talk to dj about some more some more items other than gambling <laughs> all right let's get headlines here with our friend alejandro solana Hawk mentioned the return of the MLS with the MLS's back tournament the draw to separate the league into six groups It'll be tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. All right. USC, they announced that Reggie Bush has officially been reinstated with the program, ending its disassociation with the former running back. Dumb initially. It's dumb now. Yeah. <laughs> we Everybody in the world knows this man went to USC and won the Heisman. What are y'all? Who are y'all trying to trick? Yeah, I, I forget actually the entire story. What happened? Did he accept money from boosters? Yes. I, don't, I don't even remember why yeah, he, he got a, stripped of the Heisman. Off-campus off house and they furnished it. So I was why today it pretty much comes down to he, he had free housing and they, they furnished it for about 10 grand right. he like one of those me. hgtv shows that'd be a great hgtv show right uh was it like a pimp my pimp my illegally bought apartment i would watch that man <laughs> i would too <laughs> but today we've got i don't know i don't want to say a, an Field ad, position ad. player <laughs> from large university right today gregory rousseau moves into his new brickle apartment <laughs> hell with this new with this new rule that's you true might, that's you true might have something going that's true UFC president Dana White, he announced UFC's fight island will be Yas Island in Abu Dhabi. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be uh, hosting four events starting on July 11th. All right. Round one of the MLB draft is tonight, 7 p.m. on ESPN. The Marlins have the third overall pick tonight. How many rounds are there? Do we know? Because I was just mentioning that. Is it much shortened this year? Yeah, rounds two through five. There's five total. Rounds two through five That's it. Wow. are tomorrow beginning at 5 p.m. on ESPN. Round one only today at, at 7 p.m. on ESPN. That's crazy. I'm telling you, there used to be like 700 rounds of the MLB draft. I always thought every year I might get drafted. That's how many people. <laughs> they, they just open a phone book. Is there a phone book anymore? I think I may have dated myself. There's, there's no, there is no phone book, is there? No, no. They, 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 they deliver it. <laughs> to the house you used to get it delivered once a year drop it off man they would, twice crazy. a year they would drop the phone but book right at the, it, and man you, that thing was google that was your google you needed yeah. that phone book but it makes sense to shorten the draft because they're they're right now they're cutting you know uh triple a and double a and mm -hmm. single a players mm -hmm. so they're going to bring in more little young guys that aren't ready to right. play in the major right. leagues right it makes, Doesn't make sense. sense yeah no.
Is a phone book yellow pages? Is that what you mean? Right. So there were two phone books that would get dropped off. One was the yellow pages, which was the business directory. directory, And then the other one was the white pages, which was everyone's phone number. Wait, everyone's phone number? Like, how do they, <laughs> yeah. how, how do they have everyone's phone number? Uh, spreadsheet? <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, you can understand how, okay, how like, confusing that is. Like, how, what, what, everybody okay. would send in their phone number to one no, person. No, it but I, no, it used to be, it used to be pretty standardized, right? Everybody would have their, their phone through Ma Bell or whatever your local phone company was. And then they would give all the phone listings for each household. It wasn't cell phones. It was each household. They'd give all the listings to the, the phone book company and then they would print them all. And then that was, but you know, it was like, and, and it was just for your region. So if you, you know, I grew up in Highland Park, Illinois. So I would get the white pages for maybe Highland Park and then some surrounding Deerfield, Northbrook and, you know, Glenbrook. And it, you know what I mean? Like it would, it would just, and then, you know, if you needed to call someone, you know, you didn't have contacts, you know, you had to, you had the phone book. What am I so angry about? Because we had to memorize numbers. back, in And the you had to memorize numbers. Yeah, you kids. You kids these days. If I told you what my phone number was growing up, you're, you, you'll, you'll disown me as a partner. Why? Four three three four six six six. Oh Jesus! Explains a lot. <laughs> Explains a lot. That was our phone number at home. Four three three four six six six. My first cell phone seven seven zero three three zero one eight eight one. It's crazy. I still remember that crap. I can't believe that you had a, a cell phone that you remember. Yeah, man. Now, you yeah, know, I, 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 I had I, I, that was in heavy distribution around Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me. Just give me a call. Yeah, I'll just, I was gonna say whether whether someone wanted it or not. It was <laughs> no. in heavy distribution. <laughs> It was like when the U2 album all of a sudden showed up on your iTunes playlist. No one asked for it. It's like, how did I get Crowder's number? Bro, I was so smooth. I write my number on a napkin and just slide it on the table by the girl and just walk off. Picks it up if she wants to. If she leaves it, it's just a piece of trash. Oh, boy, that boy was sweet. Oh. Ooh, Channing showing what he's got. Man, that phone book used to be gold. You waited for it. You didn't want it to get wet. Looked up numbers, alphabetical order. Yeah. Talk about old school. My mom, Big Lynn, she still has a rotary phone in the house. That thing will never die. Something that never gets old is chivalry and loving one another and helping one another out. Gronk is that guy. Say what you want about Gronk. I like him. I think he's crazy. I think he's fun. He recently did this for the Blake High School in Tampa. Hey everyone, last week we heard about an unfortunate incident in Tampa where a fire burned down a high school storage shed full of their team's football equipment. Sadly, they lost it all. Well, the Gronk Nation Youth Foundation and my new team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are all about helping youth reach their full potential. So we're going to do just that. To the Blake High School Yellow Jackets, you're getting a brand new storage unit and new football equipment to replace everything that was lost, courtesy of our foundation and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Foundation. So keep working hard this summer, stay active, and stay healthy, and my new teammates and I are looking forward to seeing you soon. Gronk, big-time partier, great football player, huge heart, just don't like the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's all I can really say, other than also this. Be sure to download the podcast for this show or any of the shows that you hear here on 560 The Joe, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can go to our website, wqam.com. Simple as that. Download. You got any questions? Hit me up on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Do not call my cell phone. Do not call my landline. Do not call my rotary phone, because tonight, 
who knows what I'll be doing. Maybe eating some Minez sandwiches, some salads, some beers, and having a good time. But I'll be back tomorrow night to have a good time with you at 6 for the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t